Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the mother-daughter journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So this week, we thought we would talk about a tangent that we kind of had in last week's episode. (laughs) We had a tangent last week? No. We were very focused, just like we always are. (laughs) (laughs) And we're joking right out of the gates. No, in all seriousness... I made a comment, we were talking about boundaries last week, if you guys Mm -hmm. haven't had a chance to listen to the episode yet. We were talking about boundaries. And I was talking specifically about respecting each other's boundaries, Mm -hmm. trying to understand and respect them, even if you feel like the other person that is setting the boundary shouldn't feel the way that they do. And I had an internal... It wasn't an internal. She actually said, I I hate that. (laughs) Yes. I guess I I just had an overall wolf reaction. She did. Which is understandable, right? If Mm -hmm. we talk about the word should, when you say the word should, you are bringing or inviting judgment into the conversation. Right. I mean, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to get us a definition. I mean... A word like should, it has many different applications, right? But the way that we're referring to it, how it applies to relationships and communication, I'm going to use the definition, and this is from Oxford Languages Dictionary. Should, as a verb, is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, typically when criticizing someone's actions. I mean, that kind of says it all right there. Judgment. Judgment expectations and perceptions get brought into the word should right because all things that we have identified in our relationship as danger zones i just had a lot of space zone. come into my head danger will robinson oh, i had archer come to my head so, so our, both of our geek is showing <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we digress conversation was sparked for us last week after that episode of words matter We are students of conversation. Yes. We've become certified. Teachers of conversation. Of conversation. And words matter. Absolutely. That is something that we learned before we became certified. Kind of, you know. The hard way. Inventing the wheel. The school of life, as I like to call it. Exactly. The school of life. (laughs) But we found, as we were going through the certification, that a lot of the things that we came through or came to conclude from our school of life Mm -hmm. are kind of spot on. And one of those things is words matter. Words matter because naturally, just naturally, people receive information differently. Well, they give and receive and information And they, they give and receive information differently because we all have different personality styles, basically, when it comes to conversations. Yes. And we also all have, as we discussed in previous episodes, different experiences mm-hmm. that help us form our 
expectations and perceptions and perceptions on words is another one. Right. I think we coined it conversational baggage, right? We did. All of these things that you're bringing to a conversation, even if all you're talking about is the weather, right? These things are there. Your beliefs, your biases, the experiences you've had, your expectations of yourself and others, the way that you view the world, the way that, you know, you process information. All of that gets brought to the table during a conversation. And so words matter. And so words matter because every single person's reality is dependent on all of those things. And their reality is just as valid as yours. Yes. So to bring back exactly what K-Dog had said last week of even if you think they shouldn't feel that way, I guess I mean, say harshly, it's not your place to judge. Yeah, I mean that's not harsh. That's your opinion, but right. I, which I happen to agree with, mm-hmm. and I ended up changing my words once I thought of a better word. When you pointed it out, right? Even mm-hmm. if you can't understand where that person is coming from, you should respect. I just said should try it's so to. Ingrained it is try to respect the boundary. Sit with it. See if the boundary is something that works for you. If not. Go back and discuss it, but removing the judgment. Removing the judgment. And I think the way that you shifted how to look at that instead of saying, even if you don't think they should feel or think the way that they do, instead saying, even if you don't understand the way they feel, because that's actually what it all comes down to, right? To go back to everybody's reality is different because of all of those moving pieces that's what it all comes down to is you it's you know the whole walk a mile in another person's shoes kind of thing right and so I'm just gonna back it up a little bit so that we can talk about experiences of our life to kind of give you just a glimmer of how words matter and specifically the word should Mm. with us I mean I'd like to say and I could be wrong but I think that Not just with us, the word should, it's a very prominent word in our society, right? Yes. Everybody gets should on to some extent, and we all should on ourselves to some extent. Absolutely. I agree with that. Sorry, K-Dog, back to what you're saying. No, I think that's very relevant because it comes into exterior influences. We also talked Mm. about this in previous episodes, right? Societal influences, generational influences on the way that we raise our children or the way that we speak to ourselves or Mm -hmm. think of ourselves. There's a lot of should in the world, right? There is a lot of should in the world, folks. There really, really is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could probably come up with a million different should statements. But I'm just going to back it up to something so simple when we're Mm -hmm. talking about relationships. If your relationship is already in a tenuous place, which, let's face it, the majority of mother-daughter relationships, when they hit that teen to, you know, early 20s. Yeah, as it's maturing. Yes, are tenuous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? That's kind of how we came to be here. Right. The word should brings the judgment, and it's almost always read into it's almost always used not used it's almost always interpreted as doing something wrong right or being something wrong yes right right for me I I can use the example of thoughts that are triggered in my brain when somebody says you should or you shouldn't and it's great what's wrong with you Abigail or why aren't you enough why aren't you doing this why can't you why aren't you capable 
what is wrong? What is wrong? Or there's the other side of that. And we're talking relationship. Mm-hmm. Why do they expect me to do that? Why would they should me? If they care about me mm-hmm. as a person, why are they imposing shoulds? And so in either interpretation of the word, there's judgment. There is. Absolutely. Whether it's self-judgment or external judgment, judgment comes with the word should. It does. Sounds like a broken record, but that's the reality. It's it's right in the definition. That's the reality of the word in terms of relationships. Right. When you're shitting somebody, you are judging their behavior, their thinking, or something else. Or you're just using it because we all use it. That's true. Right? It's just a word that is almost lost its meaning. People because it's so ingrained. Because it's so ingrained, we don't realize how much that word actually matters. It's kind of like we talk about being desensitized to Mm. violence or desensitized to language because it's all around us all the time now. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the word should. Like we just say it and don't even realize what we're saying half the time and right. realize the emotions or feelings that it's generating. Right. We know, and I'll speak for myself, I know up until, I don't know, early 50s, a few years ago, or maybe even just a year ago, I should myself constantly. My <laughs> self-image wasn't where it needed to be or where I would have liked it to be. Right. It wasn't at a healthy level. We'll put it that okay, way. Okay, right. It wasn't at a healthy level. I mean... I'm right there with you. And so the word, when the word should came to me, it was always interpreted as not enough, Mm. something I was doing wrong. Right. Or resentment, right? We've talked Mm. about my mom and I's relationship and how my mom has extreme OCD that's somewhat untreated and she likes things in a particular way. Right. Everything, she needs order in her life. It's Mm -hmm. not meant to be judgmental. She just needs that order in her life. And so you should... Right. Make sure everything is just so. Well, so that's a good point that you just brought up is that it's not meant to be judgmental, right? And I guess that is the whole point of what you're saying is this become so desensitized that we just say it now. And sometimes it comes with the intention, right? Depending on what intention you have. For my grandmother's intention, it's just a matter of controlling a space so that she feels safe and yes. secure. Yes, For other people, it could be coming from a space of wanting to give guidance or just wanting to help the other person, wanting the other person to live to their best potential. A lot of the times when you should somebody, it's coming from a place of wanting something better for them. However, because the word is is what it is, because it is so saturated in judgment and criticism, the intention gets muddied when you use that word. Correct. I think that's what happened. And because we use it so often, we start to shit on ourselves, which just perpetuates the pattern of shooting other people. Correct. And so it brings us back to conversation. Words and matter. And words matter. <laughs> See what we did there? We just went full circle, we guys. We just went full circle in like 14 minutes. <laughs> but what do you do? So now we've identified this one word, and there's many oh, words that we could go that we could talk about. And actually, I will name a few just to get you to think about it. Right. And I'm going to put a pin in this thought before she goes forward with it is these are words that you and I are very, very similar, K-Dog, right? Mm-hmm. So these are words or phrases that affect us personally that might not affect other people at all, right? It might not phase them in the least. And there may be phrases or terms that we don't identify here that maybe do affect that are triggers for that other are people. triggers exactly when you're talking about relationships 
and you're trying to have a good relationship with somebody, Mm -hmm. specifically your mother or your daughter. Right. A relationship that is tenuous to begin with. Mm -hmm. The words matter. You should. Ah, just did it. (laughs) If you care about somebody, even if you don't understand where they're coming from, their feelings matter. And are valid. And are valid. And so if words are triggering a problem between you, Mm -hmm. it's good and helpful to identify those words and be able to talk about those words. Right. So that you can communicate or have more effective conversations moving forward, which is one of our main goals here. Right. So that mothers and daughters can learn how to communicate compassionately, productively, and move forward to be able to just flourish together, grow together, mm-hmm. and kind of move past that tenuous relationship. Right. That tenuous part of the growing up that happens. And so as a mother, if I'm using a word that affects Abigail or Emily, my other daughter, mm-hmm. Because I care about how they feel and I want to be close and I want to understand them and I want them to understand me, we want to truly see each other, I need to take stock in the words that I use that could possibly be triggering you and not take offense if they get brought up to us in a boundary discussion, which is where we were last week right? and how this word should came up. And so for us, there's a few words that have been triggers and part of it is because of the mental illness, right? Mm -hmm. When you say to somebody, you're crazy, if that person is not suffering from mental illness, does not have self-worth problems, isn't questioning their self all the time. Right. That means nothing, right? You're crazy. Aha, you're being crazy. Mm-hmm. No and, big and, deal. No big deal. If you're somebody who has mental illness and you're already always doubting your sanity to some extent. Yep. Right? That's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And someone uses the innocuous word. Innocuous, is that the right way to say that? Or uses the word innocuously. Inno- right. Because Thank it's not you. an innocuous word. Right. Uses it on innoc- its own. Thank you. You're crazy. You're, you're being crazy. Or that's just crazy. Right. Oh, oh, you're overreacting. Okay. That's a different word. But along the same line, yeah. But something is, is a trigger. Yeah. And we also talked about it with my niece, right? The testinator. Like, we thought oh, yeah, yeah. it was... Just a cute little name, but it was something that she was taking offense to. And so she vocalized a boundary of, please don't say that to me. Right. And we didn't understand why it was upsetting, but we respected the fact that it was. And so we just kind of wanted to raise awareness to the fact that words matter. And maybe when you're talking about having a tenuous conversation or a tense conversation or emotions are heated and you can't understand why, it could be something as simple as a word that means something different to the person you're talking to than it does to you. Does that make sense? It does make sense because, and it just all goes back to all of those little nuances that make a person unique and the filter that they have for the world that they live in. Yes. Yeah. So I want to, while we're kind of talking about this and the we're talking about it mostly in the context of relationships, of the mother-daughter relationship, right? Yes. But with a relationship that's so intertwined, like as the mother-daughter relationship, the way that you speak to yourself is an important thing to talk about. I think at least mention. Absolutely. Because let's use an example from my own childhood with the word should. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here we go, everyone. No. No. So, for instance, you used to shit on yourself all the time. Oh, yeah. Out loud. Oh, right. Yes, absolutely. And so I can only imagine how often it was actually happening in the head, (laughs) in your head. Mm -hmm. And that's because 
you had a mother who struggled with OCD and needed untreated, right? Like we just said, all of those things and who shit on you because she needed to feel in control to feel secure. And so then you should on yourself. That translated into the relationship you have with yourself or had with yourself, I should say. And it trickled down to the relationship I had with you and which, with Emily. And which then trickled into the relationship I had with myself. Yes. Right? I didn't even realize the weight of the word should. Right? It was just, I mean, the weight was there. It was every time it was used, every time it was used internally, every time it was used by you or my sister or my grandmother or anybody whose opinions I looked up to and respected. It just compounded. The weight compounded. And I didn't even realize it until I was in therapy, right? And I was talking about my feelings, saying they should be this way or they shouldn't be that way. And my therapist was like, hold up. Like, stop shooting yourself, right? She brought to attention the fact that every other sentence I was saying to myself held judgment. And I didn't even realize it, which then brought attention to the fact that oh, it's because I'm emulating what other people say to me because they're putting their expectations with good intentions, right? Sometimes, yes. Most of the time with good intentions. But it just, words matter for so many reasons. And one of them is because it trickles down and it teaches your loved ones how to treat others and treat themselves, how to talk to themselves, I guess. When you're talking about your children, Right. Right. When you're talking about right. and that, your that's child growing up. What we're talking about here. Right? <laughs> and it is what we're talking about here. Yes. So that's another example of we're using the same word should because that's just such a big one in our personal experiences. Right. And so it's certain phrases when we're talking about trying to have conversations, productive conversations. We've given some tools out in previous mm-hmm. episodes of when the conflict is there, kind of go to your own spaces and, you know. And in the schedule, blue corner. Yeah, yeah, and schedule, you know, difficult conversations, put things away mm-hmm. until you actually come back to talk about them. There's a lot of conversation tools that we have. But this one is something that takes practice. Well, they all take practice. I mean, yeah, we're still not perfect at it. Oh, good right? God. The no, reason we- this whole episode was created is because we had a slip up last week. And we said should. I like that you said we when it was me, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, mama. (laughs) Well, no, I say we because I'm guilty of it as well. Right. So let's just talk about a few other phrases just to get you thinking about when you're having kind of a disconnect with your daughter or with your mother. Mm -hmm. Maybe sit back and look at what came out of your mouth and examine those words and think, could they have been interpreted or perceived in a manner in which they weren't meant. Or did you say something you meant without intending to? Hmm, interesting. Because, you know, the subconscious mind is pretty... Powerful. (laughs) Powerful and usually pretty present and accounted for in conflict. That's true. Right? All right, so... The first one that comes to mind because it just happened this weekend and nobody picked up on it, I don't think, except for me. We were away. We were all up at my other daughter's house and sitting around talking and playing games and laughing and we've discussed the fact that Emily and Abigail are two different people two different personalities one is very loud Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. is very reserved one is very empathetic and feels strongly the the other one is very reserved and kind of detached yeah on purpose as kind of as a coping mechanism right right Abigail was being loud being herself 
And it was triggering Emily a little bit because she doesn't like loud. That's something that kind of triggers her a little bit. So she said, what's wrong with you? Now, Abigail didn't hear it. I did not. Thank God. (laughs) And I heard it. And my husband heard it. And the two of us kind of looked at each other being like, "Uh uh-oh, we're going to have a reaction here. Mm. But Abigail didn't hear it, thankfully. But that word, that kind of what's wrong with you, Emily didn't mean like there's something wrong with you. Right. Like literally what's broken. Right. She didn't mean that. Of course not. But that's something that had been said to you plenty of times based on your exuberant personality, your like emotional personality. That is something I heard a lot as a kid, which is why even talking about it in the past and I didn't even know what happened. I'm like, right. Like I'm still like I still feel a little triggered for lack of a better word. Well, because it used to trigger in you. Yes, there is something wrong with me. Why can't I? Why can't I? And the the train would just get rolling. It would start the should train. It would start the should train. The gosh darn should train. Yeah, very true. And so it, it kind of brings us back. That whole should thing kind of brings us back to this is what I heard. Is that what you meant? Absolutely it does. Right? Mm-hmm. But just being cognizant. Intention versus perception. Yeah, like, so just being cognizant of trigger words as you're working through this tenuous relationship. Like remove ego from the conversation. Remove the judgment on yourself and the other person mm-hmm. to just recognize words that could trigger or that do trigger. Yeah. I like that you said remove ego from the conversation because I think a lot of the way we perceive things, right? And this goes on both ends, whether you're the one speaking or the one receiving. But a lot of the things that get filtered, a lot of the reason that we perceive things the way that we do is because of ego. Yes. Right? So it's, you can't actually put yourself in somebody's shoes. You can't actually objectively look at the situation until you do remove ego from the conversation. And so as an example, let's go back to this weekend, that example you just used. If I had heard that and past experience, history shows that it would have played out in a way where I was triggered, right? In some form, some I'm shaking my head up and down. Yes, it definitely would have. But if I, so for me, I need to remove ego from the conversation in that case because it wasn't actually directed at my inner being it wasn't directed at me does that make sense in the manner that you would have interpreted in in the the manner that I would have interpreted it right because in the past I thought there was something wrong with me because there were words used as a child like too much what's wrong with you crazy over dramatic right all overreacting like those Mm -hmm. kinds of words because I thought there was something wrong with me I would have latched on to the what's wrong with you in a way that was not intended. Yes. And that's a different conversation that will probably roll us into next week, which is unhealed. I was going to say unhealed parenting, but really it's just unhealed. Uh, Yeah. We all have things that we need to heal from. Mm -hmm. Right. In our case, it's mental illness plays a huge role into what we need to heal from, whether it's being raised by somebody with mental illness or having it ourselves. We need to heal from that so that we can remove the trauma or the pain from the filter of what is being said to us. Right. Right? So heal so that you can remove that filter from what is being said to you. So you can actually see things as objectively and compassionately as possible. Yes. So this words matter conversation goes in both directions. It's all, it goes in all a lot things. of directions. Well, this is true, but as all things do, it really starts us on the conversation train and mm-hmm. healing train. 
it brings in so many things, generational trauma and societal trauma. And and just things like when we were talking about how the way that you talk to yourself trickles down to the way that, you know, other people talk to themselves, your daughter. And so I guess, folks, we could talk about words mattering forever, really. And I'm sure that we will because mm-hmm. at the end of this day, at, at the end of every day, <laughs> not just this day. Just today, not tomorrow, just today. It is all about healthy communication, mm-hmm. productive communication. Right. Expressing yourself and being feeling safe to be able to express your feelings and yourself in the relationship. And if there are words being used that make you feel... Less than. Less than or unsafe or or that are putting a hindrance to the relationship Mm -hmm. i'll just put it out there for me and and my mom for years there was that should word Mm -hmm. was a real problem for us but i didn't vocalize it because it wouldn't have been received in my mind it wouldn't have been received it would have been Mm -mm. i'm I'm shaking my head you guys can't see that it would have been an overreaction or an insecurity or I shouldn't I shouldn't feel that way right right so instead of vocalizing my feelings I should myself and I hid it and I buried it and then it turned into resentment which became another wedge mm-hmm. in our relationship and so what we're here for is to work through those things so that you can get to the point of where you're able to talk about anything right, openly and honestly. So both sides can be heard and understood. I think I feel like you and I are at that place where we can speak openly and honestly. Yet we still have incidences where we're like, wait a minute. Is that is this what you meant to say? Because this is how I'm hearing it, how I'm interpreting it. Like we right. It's not perfect. Our conversations aren't flawless. We still have to practice all of these things. All of the time. All of the time. Yes. So I think anyway, we probably tangented ourselves all over the place today. Psh. Psh. Us? No. To basically try to just to get you thinking about the fact that words matter. They and do. to, when in doubt, maybe look up the word. Like should. Yeah, right. And see because that it, it involves judgment. It is it is a word that is used so regularly in conversation. And then when you look at the definition, like, I, I don't know, I look at the definition of, you know, criticizing, blah, 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 and I'm like, ugh, gross. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, yes, the, uh, the big themes and the big lessons to walk away with here, folks, is Words matter, and feelings matter, and everybody's reality is different, but that doesn't make it any less valid. And so for us to really understand where people are coming from and to understand their reality to the best of our abilities, to actually be able to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, we need to... uh, I did it. See, I just did it again. I said need. Need is one of those words, I think. 
Uh, I mean, okay. It can be. It can be. It can be. It can. It can add a level of. Well, sure. If we're saying you need to, then we have a judgment on how you should be. We have an expectation. Yes. Exactly. So let me backtrack. To actually be able to walk a mile in somebody's shoes, I recommend trying to remove ego from the conversation. So that you're looking at things as objectively and compassionately as possible when having a conversation with somebody else. And realize that words matter when you're talking to yourself and others. Mm-hmm. When yeah. having a conversation with anybody, yourself or somebody else. So, yeah, good point. All right. And with that, folks, that's all, as Bugs would say. <laughs> For today, anyway. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we'd love to hear from you, really, about what this conversation sparked in you. What words have the effect that should has on us, right? So what what words affect you the way that should does us? Or what's your swear word? If you sit back and, you know, go into a room and remove ego from the thought process and you look at how you talk to somebody that you have a tenuous relationship with. We're obviously going to relate to mother-daughter, but, you know, use this homework however you want. Think of some words that you use on a regular basis without ego being there. Can they be interpreted in in a way that you don't intend? Right? What words do you hear that trigger you? And what words do you use that are possible triggers? Because this is about awareness, right? We're just Mm -hmm. trying to make ourselves aware. And mindful. And mindful of the fact that words impact. Words matter. Words matter. Words (laughs) matter. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, probably ladies, but just saying. All of you wonderful humans out there, see you next week. Talk to you next week. And take care. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media. 